Good morning, class. Hi, I'm Keith Moore, and this is Faith School. Faith School is the place where our spirit is fed. My faith grows stronger. I learn how to be an overcomer. We start off faith class with faith confessions. We start off faith class releasing faith that this is what, you, if somebody's joining us and this is new to them, they think, well, how do we know our, our, our spirit's going to be fed? Uh, exactly. Good question. If you don't believe it will be, then you probably won't get much. You have to agree with what the Lord is doing. You have to agree with what the Spirit of God is saying. And you'll find that being, you know, uh, slow to believe and always uh, questioning in a negative way won't uh, allow the Spirit of God to teach you. You, you be being unteachable, uh, not being receptive of instruction. And when it comes to God, He's smarter than you are. Come on, will anybody agree with this? I mean, if He's God, He's smarter than you are. So just, you, you don't say, well, I might have to understand that first before I, I believe that. Well, Okay, with people you can do that, but not with God. Not with God. That's not trust. With Him, you have to acknowledge that He knows so much more than you do that if you waited till you understood everything He's saying, it'd be all over before uh, you were catching up. So you got to just agree. If He says it's this way, you believe first, then as you go, more light comes understanding begins to come. But you make that choice to believe first. So get your Bible, get something to make a note with, come on into the class and choose to believe right now. Father, we do choose to believe. We say your words are perfect and uh, no contradictions, no errors uh, in the original way that you said them. And perfect, never need to be changed are updated just like yourself. Perfect. We believe in you and in everything that you say and do. We trust it before we understand it. We make that choice and we thank you for bringing us into greater light and understanding. Give us answers today. We ask for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. If you would go in the great textbook, the Bible, to Luke, the eighth chapter, Let's continue in our study today about the healing of the woman with the issue of blood. This is recorded in Matthew 9, also in Mark 5, and in Luke 8. And we'll start today in Luke 8, verse 43. A woman having an issue of blood 12 years, which had spent all her living upon physicians, neither could be healed of any. Now, Dr. Luke adds this. <laughs> uh, Mark didn't say this. Matthew didn't say this. Of course, the Spirit of God's talking through him. But this is not surprising, right, that him being a physician himself. And, um, you know, after he got saved and became an, apostle, became an apostle of the Lord, and then after he got born again and filled with the Spirit and all these other things, he still retained the title of physician. Uh, in fact, the scripture refers to him, inspired by the Spirit of God, Luke, the beloved 
physician. Uh, so that, that shows that he didn't denounce uh, his knowledge and his practice and his things because he had found Jesus, right? That that was something that he still respected and still used. And of course we should too. And I, I think most people know that, but some people have gotten confused about that. It's not either or. All these things belong to us and we're to, we're to use them as the Lord directs. But he added that uh, there was no doctor that could help her. And uh, she came behind Jesus and touched the border of his garment and immediately her issue of blood stanched or stopped. Now you'll find uh, this word touch repeatedly in this passage. So notice again, she touched the border of his garment. In verse 45, Jesus said what? Who touched me? Can you see an emphasis here? said she touched him, and then first thing he says is, who touched me? When all denied, Peter and they that were with him uh, said, Master, the multitude throngs you and presses you, and you say, who touched me? See, they use the same word. Touched, touched, touched. Verse 46, so Jesus says what? Somebody <laughs> has touched me. Now, the scripture is never repetitive simply for repetition's sake. When you see this kind of thing over and over again, that means there's an emphasis here. Uh, you, and you don't need to think, well, okay, okay, so he touched her. No, you ain't got it yet or you'd be shouting. Right? If you say, okay, I got it. I heard it the first time. No, you ain't heard it yet. It's not just about logging some information in your mind. You don't believe God with your mind. You believe God with your heart. And when light goes off in your heart, you know it. Hallelujah. You won't have to ask somebody next to you, did I see that? You'll be telling them, I saw it. I see it. I see it. Did you see that? I saw that. Did you see that? See what? Uh, she touched him. Yeah, I know that's what it said. No, you don't say it. <laughs> touch. Everybody say touch, touch, touch. She pushed through and touched him. And Jesus said, who touched me? And the disciples say, why do you say who touched me? And Jesus said, somebody touch me. For I perceive that virtue, and that's the, uh, that's King James, the Greek word is dunamis. So where do we get our word uh, dynamo or dynamite from? And it means force. Now there's a different word that's used, sometimes translated power, that means authority, which means a right to exercise control. That's not what this word is. This word is what we think of when we say power, power, force, energy divine energy. He said, dunamis is gone out of me. When the woman saw that she was not hid, she came trembling and falling down before him. She declared unto him before all the people for what cause she had what? Touched. How many times is that now? Four at least. And, and how she was healed 
immediately. And he said to her, daughter, be of good comfort. Your faith has made you whole. Go in peace. What healed the woman? What changed her body from this condition that had lasted for 12 years that nobody could help her with? What changed it? Two things. Her faith and God's power. Can you see that, class? Somebody said, shouldn't you say God's power first? No. Because that's not what Jesus said. Jesus didn't even refer to the power uh, when telling her what did it, and yet that's why he stopped. It's because he said, I felt the power go out of me. Right? So we know it was the power, but that's not what he emphasized. And we see why, because when he said, somebody touched me, he, he reaffirmed it after he had already said it because his disciples were saying, Lord, what do you mean? People are touching you on every side. We know reading uh, the Woos translation yesterday, whenever it was, the day before actually, it said the crowd was a suffocating crowd. This was a mass of people, uh, I suppose at least thousands of people, and they were pushing and they were pressing and they didn't have any structure or crowd control at the moment. You remember, he's endeavoring to go with Jairus to Jairus' house. And this mob of people has, has pressed in. And so when he stops, everybody else is still pushing and, and there's this shoving. And he says, who touched me? <laughs> then the disciples are like, huh? What? Lord? What do you mean? There must have been 30 people touched you in the last, you know, uh, two minutes. Uh, what do you mean? He said, no. Somebody touched me. And he wouldn't move. He wants to know. And so it keeps talking about the touch. Everybody say touch. touch. It's interesting in human anatomy, if you read about it a little bit, our nervous system is the wiring of our body, and we have more nerve endings in our palm and in our fingertips than most places uh, in our body, you know, below our head. Uh, we have huge amounts of wiring that end here. And you know, why didn't the Lord tell us, you know, one of the signs that follow believers is they lay uh, elbows on each other. <laughs> they, they lay their feet on each other because this is where the wiring is. And it's because we're made in the likeness and image of God. And the scripture says, one of the prophets said that the hiding place of God's power was in his hands and that rays or beams came from his hands. Well, we're told to lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. We see in the ministry of Jesus, people wanted to touch him and they wanted him to touch them. And this was going on, going on, going on. 
Why? It reveals so many things. It reveals that anointing is real and that it is uh, conductive and that it flows like electricity. Electricity is God's power in the natural. But in order for something to, electricity to flow, there's got to be a path. There's got to be a wire. And so when they touched or he touched them, can you see there was a connection? Can you see that? There was a connection and then there was a flow. And yet all these people touching him all around, they're not sensing anything. You'd be have to add to the scripture to say people were going, ooh, ow, whoa, hey, don't touch Jesus. Whoo, he's hot. The, the anointing, yikes. Uh, better give him some room. No. Mm-mm. Think about this. You could have pressed up to Jesus for five minutes and been deathly sick and not got a thing in this crowd this day. Not got one thing happened to you. You know all the people that touched him. Surely there were some of them that needed some things. Right? Had some things wrong with them. And yet you'd have to add to the Bible to say that any of them were receiving. It was a touch of a different kind. Everybody say a different touch. Oh, hallelujah. Was it a different touch? Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. She said, if I can just touch, I'll be healed. And so she touched and power flowed. And Jesus said, who touched me? And they said, why do you say, who touched me? He said, somebody touched me. (laughs) Um, Back up to Matthew 8. This is something that's uh, been going on all through the ministry of Jesus here. Uh, a, a lot of healings have already happened by the time we get to the healing of the woman with the issue of blood. But in Matthew 8, there was a, um, uh, a leper in the first part of the chapter there that came and, and besought him and said, if you will, you can make me clean. And verse 3, Matthew 8, 3, Jesus put forth his hand and touched him and said, I will Be thou clean, and immediately his leprosy was cleansed. This was a a touch of compassion. It was a touch in response to this man reaching out to him. In Matthew 20, Matthew 20, where the the blind men came, uh, two blind men came and, and besought and asked him for mercy and asked him for help. Matthew 20 and 34, it says, So Jesus had compassion on them and touched their eyes, and immediately their eyes received sight, and they followed him. Oh, somebody say, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Lord. There is the, the touch of faith. There is the touch of compassion. And there is the healing touch. In Matthew 8, I should have had you hold there before you uh, uh, got away, but you can, you can get back pretty quick, can't you? Uh, Peter's mother-in-law 
Uh, we've already talked about her, but this is, was involved with her. It said that when uh, they besought uh, Jesus for her, that he would minister to her, in Matthew 8, 15, he came in there and he did what? He touched her hand and the fever left her and she arose and ministered to them. Glory to God. You know, there was a point uh, where they brought people begin to bring little children to, to Jesus and they wanted him to touch them. <laughs> and remember, that's when the disciples said, quit bothering the Lord with all these kids. You know, get these kids out. He said, no, no, stop. Let them come. And the scripture said he would take them up in his arms. Well, he's touching them, isn't he? And he would bless them. Are these things real today? Has the Lord taught us to do these kind of things? Has he's taught us to lay hands? Believers to lay hands. Why? Numerous reasons. But it's also a point of contact. There has to be a point in time where you're not waiting for something to happen. You release your faith then. And you believe something happens then. You believe you receive. If you're waiting to feel it, there wouldn't be a believing in it. And we see that the woman, it said, you know, she felt in her body she was healed of that plague. But that happened after she had heard about Jesus, after she had said, if I can touch, I'll be made whole, after she pressed through the crowd, right, after she touched him, and after the power flowed, then she felt. We talked about this, uh, I believe it was last week's classes, you don't go for feeling. You're not looking for feeling. You're receiving healing. And if you do that, then the feeling comes. But if you're, if you're always checking for feeling, well, I prayed, do I feel any better? Uh, they, they laid hands on it. Do I feel any better? You will miss it doing that over and over again. Because see, you're not going to believe anything's changed until you feel it. And there's no faith in that. So you've got to believe you receive your healing before there's any change in the feeling. And she was saying that that touch was going to be the moment she released her faith. When I touch, I shall be whole. And sure enough, when she pressed through and she touched, healing power flowed. I mean, just like that. In a moment, it flowed from Jesus. It was on him and it flowed to her. Now, he must say, well, of course it was on Jesus. I mean, he, he's, the, he's God. He can do that. No, no, we're going to be talking more about this later. Uh, remember Jesus, when he was 30 years old, he was baptized in the River Jordan. And when he came up out of the river, the Holy Spirit came on him and anointed him. And he had the Spirit then without measure. Now, now let's just stop right here. Was Jesus the Son of God before he got baptized in, in the river? Yeah. Well, then uh, why did he need to be anointed? The anointer doesn't need to be anointed unless, like the scripture says, we're going to get into it, he emptied himself, he became like other men, well then as a man he needed to be anointed to minister in mighty works and see these things, and that's what the case was. 
And so the anointing was on him. It had come on him when he was baptized in, in the river there. And this woman had heard about that anointing, had seen the results of that anointing, believed in that power, believed she could receive that power. And so she got it in her heart. When I touch, that's when it's going to happen. <laughs> when I touch, that's when that power is going to come into me. And sure enough, exactly like she said it and like she did it, that's what happened. The power flowed out of him and into her at the touch. Oh, somebody say at the touch. At the touch. You know, uh, on one occasion, Jesus was eating in somebody's house and a woman came that they said was a bad woman and a bad sinner. And she came and was uh, uh, washing his feet with her tears and, and wiping his uh, uh, feet with her hair. And one of the guys said, you know, if, if Jesus was really a prophet, he'd know what kind of woman is touching him. And Jesus straightened him out <laughs> and said, yeah, yeah, I showed up at your house. You didn't give me any water to wash my hands. You didn't even say hi, welcome, nothing. This woman has been kissing my feet since I got here. Basically, you leave her alone. But what I'm saying is he knew who was touching him and he was glad she was touching him. Come on, can you see that? Because his love extends. And he's not going to say, oh, you've been too bad to touch me. No, that's why Jesus came. So the ungodly could touch him. Right? So the sinful and those that have been degraded and degrading and defiled and defiling so that they can come and touch. Will the Lord let you touch him? No matter how bad you've been. No matter how ugly you've been. Come on, will he let you touch him? Oh, that's why he came. That's why he came. Reach out and touch him by faith. Let him touch you by faith. Come on, everybody, just lift up a hand and say, Lord, Lord I, reach I reach out my faith to touch you. Let your healing power flow into me and flow through me. By faith, I touch you. Now, now, I believe I receive. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Sit out loud, Lord, touch me. Stretch forth your hands to touch and to heal and to do great things and mighty things. I receive of you healing virtue, healing power, and anointing. Let it come on me now. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Just close your eyes and keep your hands raised in every apartment, in every bedroom, in every office, wherever you are. I speak over you blessing and deliverance and increase and restoration. Believe it comes into you now. Hallelujah. Somebody say, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I'm pausing because healing is working. Healing is flowing. Healing is working. Healing of power is flowing into kidneys and into livers and into lungs and into glands. Oh, somebody say, I receive it. I receive it in Jesus' name. Healing power is working in the brain. 
Healing power is working in the vocal cords. Healing power is working in joints. Inflammation, uh, go down. Infection, uh, go, be removed. Leave the body. Uh, cancer, die in Jesus' name. <laughs> die in Jesus' name. Uh, AIDS, die. Uh, COVID virus, die in Jesus' name. Somebody say, I receive the anointing. I touch Jesus and he touches me. Hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Lord. Somebody say, I receive Jesus. I receive your touch, Lord. I receive your anointing. I receive your delivering power. The power of God delivers from addiction, delivers from heroin addiction, crack addiction, cocaine addiction, and a marijuana addiction and every alcohol addiction. The power of God delivers. Somebody say, Lord, touch me. I receive your touch. And I reach out and touch you. In faith. And the anointing flows. The power flows. And sets me free. And makes me whole. I receive it. Now. In Jesus' name. Oh, praise God. Praise God. Good things are happening. Good things are happening. Be sure to testify to people that are around you. You can send your testimony in to us and we'll tell other people and it'll encourage folks because when she heard about what Jesus was doing, that's when her faith came and that's when she touched and that's when she was healed. Can you say thank you, Lord? Thank you, Lord. And our time's up again today. Say it as we leave. I live by faith. I walk by faith. I overcome the world by faith. I'm strong in faith, giving glory to God. We'll see you next time in Faith School. I've really enjoyed being with you again this week. We are shouting about the reality of the power of God and the power of faith. I want to thank all of our partners. We have so many of you that are partners and, and pray for us and believe with us and sow into this ministry. And I want to remind you of something that the scripture said. Paul said when his partners in Philippians 4 gave to him repeatedly once and again, he said that's when he said that famous 19th verse where he said, and my God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. What he was saying is, God used you to meet my needs and to take care of us uh, and make sure we had everything we needed. And the same God, my God that met my needs, he's going to meet your needs too. And I want to say that by faith that all of you that have sown into this and are making this a reality and causing it to be produced and continuing and going all over the world, I'm saying by faith, my God will supply all your needs according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus, I'm saying over you, I call every bill paid. I call every need met. I call your debts paid off. I call your children's education provided for and their health things provided for and you well provided for in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. We're hooked together. It's coming to pass. I'll see you next time here in Faith School. Thank you for joining us at Faith School. Class is dismissed for today, 
But you can watch this and other episodes of Faith School free of charge at faithschool.org. For more information, visit our website or call us at 941-702-7390.